sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Right. So for a devotional this morning, I would like to talk about something called the ministry of the Spirit. Something that I've thought a bunch about, and as I was studying for this, it was convicting to me, so I thought I would just share you with you what God has been talking to me about. Um, for our opening scripture... You can turn or just listen to me read Matthew 20, verse 30. Um, that is incorrect. It's Matthew 20, verse 25 to 28. But Jesus called unto them, talking about the disciples, <clears throat> and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and that they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it, so, it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. So the part that was standing out to me is it says, but whosoever shall, no, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And that thing of being a minister was kind of interesting to me. It's not, I don't think it's talking about being the minister as in a preacher, like standing up and preaching, but it's ministers and being a channel for God to work through you which was always a little bit intimidating to me because if I think about being used of God, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, just be using myself. I don't want to be putting myself out there, say, witnessing to somebody and lead them astray. I want to know what I'm... It's, how, how should I say it? I don't want to lead somebody astray because I'm ignorant of what the scriptures say. And so I'm scared to be the minister of God because of my own ignorance. <clears throat> but there's there's some things that the scripture has to say about that, and I want to share a little story about that. Um, there's a preacher man, and this is a true story. He was regularly street preaching out in the open air. He did it every week, and one day, one week, he had skipped that week and somehow didn't make it. Something wasn't right. Uh, somehow it didn't work out for him. The next day, he went there and open air preached, and somebody came up to him and was like, so why weren't you here yesterday? And the way things had worked out, every time he would go open-air preach, somebody would come and start mocking him. And this guy would stand there and while he was street preaching and openly mock him, mocking the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ died on the cross to save your sins, blah, blah, blah. And he would mock him for it. And he was mocking the gospel. And so the day that he didn't, he didn't make it out there to street preach, the, the guy that mocked him came and was mocking him. So the next day, preacher man comes back, and he was talking to a guy that was there the day before when nobody was there except the mocking guy. 
And he said, I came to hear you preach, but you weren't here. It was just the guy mocking. And I was so disgusted with what he was saying, I gave my life to the Lord and became a Christian. And it was interesting to me that God would use something so un unchristian to draw somebody to Christ. How, how can I have an excuse for my ignorance if a complete unbeliever can lead somebody to the Lord by simply mocking the scriptures? How much more can I lead somebody to the Lord and be of use in God's kingdom with my own ignorance as a Christian believer who searches out the scriptures daily? Um, there's a scripture that talks about this. It's Philippians 1. Philippians 1, verses 14 to 18. This is Paul talking, I believe. And many brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, but not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the deliverance of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I do, and therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. So Paul is rejoicing that Christ is being preached, even by these people that are preaching what sounds to be heresy, which I'm not advocating preaching heresy, but if Christ can use that, how much more can he use the gospel being preached by believers? And we don't have any excuse to be ignorant of the scriptures. Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. We don't need to be ashamed of the scriptures because we've been given every avenue to study them out and to be fully prepared to give an account of our faith to anyone who asks us. Proverbs 10, verse 32 says, The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. When we're righteous, we will know what is acceptable. We will know what to say to the unbelievers. Um, Daniel eleven thirty two says, The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It's fascinating. Um, another scripture... 2 Corinthians 4, Second Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> this is talking about this ministry of the Spirit, which I will get into a little bit later what that is. Seeing, no, therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So those unbelievers, in their own unbelieving ways, can lead somebody to Christ by mocking the scriptures. We've renounced the things of dishonesty. We've renounced the sin in our lives, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but we're manifesting the truth of the gospel to unbelievers, and God can use that. Um, and then 2 Corinthians 3, 5 to 11. This is talking more about this ministry that we have. It's not something that we, of ourselves, are able to do. It's only because of the work that God has done in our lives 
that we are able to minister to those who are without, as in, without the church, without salvation. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Um, how far did I say? 5 to 11. Who hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which was the glo- which glory was done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For the even which was made for even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which was done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. The old man is done away, and if that can be glorious, if the letter of the law can be glorious, much more the ministration of righteousness. The minist- how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? It's amazing to think about that. So what is, what is this ministry of the Spirit? What is the, the ministry that we are called to? And that first scripture I read in Matthew 20, um, let me just run back there real quick. <clears throat> but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. This is for everybody. It's not just for the preacher man. This is for everybody. Whosoever will be great among you. And it's interesting that it doesn't condemn greatness. It just switches the greatness from man's greatness to greatness of the kingdom. <clears throat> what is the ministry of the Spirit? Second Corinthians still. Um, chapter 5. Verses 17 through chapter 6, verse 10. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That's something interesting that I don't think about very often, that we are given the ministry of reconciliation. We are to be reconcilers of unbelievers to God, we're to be reconcilers of men with other men, and it's a ministry that God has given us. I don't, it's, it's just very intriguing. I'm not sure if I've ever thought about it quite like that. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath, com- and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He's made us righteous so that we can be the ambassadors of Christ and we can have the ministry of reconciliation. Now this is more of a description of what this looks like in practical ways. I'm honestly not sure if I've ever read this scripture in this way. I just I was reading it the other day and it just kind of came alive. And it was very, very interesting. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. 
what would it mean to receive the grace of God in vain? It would mean, if I understand it right, that we are not ministering that grace to others. If we've received it in vain, we're just keeping it to ourselves, holding it in, and not sharing it like we are supposed to. That would be receiving the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in it in the accepted time, and in the day of salvation I have succored thee, which means helped. I have helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And now it gets into the description of what this ministry is. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress. We're to prove ourselves the ministers of God in stripes, imprisonments, tumults, labors, in watchings and fastings. I'm not sure what that all means, but um, in verse 6, by pureness, we're to prove ourselves the ministers of God by pureness. Are we pure in our activities and what we're thinking and what we're doing every day? That's one way that we can be the ministers of God in purity. By knowledge, how are we searching the scriptures? We become the ministers of God by searching the scriptures and um, administering those scriptures to other believers, to unbelievers. <clears throat> by kindness, how is your kindness doing? Are you showing kindness? That's one way that we can be the ministers of God. Long-suffering. And that's a really interesting one because you suffer and you think you're about done suffering and then you keep on suffering. It's long suffering. By the Holy Ghost. I'm not sure what that means. By love unfeigned. You can't fake real love. It's got to be genuine. And... When we are the ministers of God, we'll have love unfeigned. By the word of truth, we study to show ourselves approved unto God that we might divide, rightly divide the word of truth. And the only way you can know that is by studying it. By the power of God, do you have the power of God in your life? The minister of God will have the power of God in their life. To have the power over darkness They'll have power over sin. They'll have power to minister to others. They'll have energy to give to others because they have been given power by the Holy Ghost. You can't have enough energy to minister to others on your own strength. The only way you will have that is if you've been given power from God to be able to suffer long and to be able to minister to those around you. By the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. That's an interesting one. You'll have righteousness. Often I think of right, righteousness like self-righteousness. But it's not that kind of righteousness. It's the righteousness which comes from God by being redeemed from your sins. On the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor. When you are honored and when you're dishonored, are you being the minister of God in your dishonoring? When somebody dishonors you, what's your attitude like? By evil report and by good report. By evil report and good report. As deceivers and yet true. People will mock you as being deceivers when you're speaking the truth. That happens today a lot. The truth is stomped on and 
smashed into the mud because people don't like to know the truth because the truth sets them free. They don't know that. They, they think the truth is bondage. As unknown and yet well-known, there's that thing again of being the minister of God, a servant, as it said in Matthew. Whosoever will be the greatest among you, let him become the least. As unknown and yet well-known, how are you well-known? By the, by the deeds of your ministering to others. Somebody actually came to mind when I thought of that, and it was my mom. Well, unknown and yet well-known. Somebody who goes and ministers to elderly people, not famous, but well-known. Why, why would you be well-known for that? Because you're well-known by the people that you're ministering to. They know you well because you are being the minister of God to them. As dying and behold, we live. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you're just dead in your religion. You just... You're, you're not experiencing the whole of life. They think you're dead, but you're actually alive to God. Behold, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing. A lot of people say, where's the Christian joy in, in life? Maybe it's not seen always, but are, are you rejoicing? Are you exhibiting the rejoicing that it's talking about here as sorrowful yet always rejoicing? How's your rejoicing going this week? As poor and yet making many rich. That's an interesting one. How many times have you gone out of your way to financially profit another person, another brother, while you yourself are not advanced? You're not advancing your own finances, but you're actually going out of your way to financially financially benefit somebody else. That's an interesting one that I hadn't thought about. <clears throat> As having nothing and yet possessing all things. Isn't that, isn't that amazing to just read over that and realize what it's like to have the ministry of the Spirit? And yet Isaiah 64 says, All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. It's not our righteousness, it's Christ's righteousness that comes on us when we repent of our sins and become right with God. And for a closing scripture, Philippians 1. Philippians 1, 9 to 10. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. There's that righteousness thing again. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Why? Unto the glory and praise of God. It's only for the glory of God that we are to be the ministers of grace. It's not because of our own righteousness. You don't become more righteous in God's eyes by being this minister of grace, it's only for God's glory. So I hope that can be a blessing to you, and may the Lord bless you.